1: Oi, oi, it's three points in the gaff. We're back again with myself, Pundit J, resident United fan, j Motte, and City fan, Mike. Straight from the heart of Manchester, three-man Keenans. And listen, you ain't going to get any closer to the two clubs in this great city than right here. You feel me? So, all right, is everybody here, yeah? You got your biscuits, you got your drink to wash it down if Mike says anything funny. Check me, all right. You know where we're starting, though, don't you, people. No long thing, and that's the state of Manchester United. Call them whatever you want. banter club, Marketing FC, Indecisive United, whatever you want to call him, call it him. We're talking about it. Oli out and it's finally happening. So, listen, let's start at Vicarage Road. 4-1 down to 10 men, yeah? All sorts of shenanigans were going on. Morty, Morty, Morty. Talk to the people then, man. How are you feeling, bro?
2: Do you know what, bro, right? We knew it was coming, yeah? We've been talking about this a little while ago, for a little while now. And I've been a big fan of, support of and supporter of Oli and Solskjaer. But I said after the Liverpool game. I just it wasn't working. I, I didn't see this having an happy ending. And I think we had to be realistic about what was going on. And it's just amazingly since the Liverpool game, it's just gotten worse, really, and it, you know, we lost to City. And then at Vicarage Road. Do you know what? When I think of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, and right, his time at United, and I think the, the 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 overriding sort of image that summed it all up, yeah, that summed up just why it's gone wrong for him was when Harry Maguire gets that red card and he's trudging off and Ole's giving him a high five. And I just thought that was like, indicative of everything that has gone wrong under Oli. Like, you've got your captain, the guy you spent 80 million quid on, who's just got the most stupid 30 seconds of a footballer I think I've ever seen, where he, he's on a yellow, tries to dribble out of the box, doesn't, does a terrible touch, fouls Tom Cleverley, gets his yellow card, throws his armband on the floor, trudges off, and you're giving him a high five. You should have been giving him a slap.
1: He's just yeah, you know job. what? Yeah, when he threw the armband, I thought, yeah, yeah, what what you doing? Like do you get me? Like, and then obviously, like you said, Oli Oli high fiving. I've seen him I've seen big managers ignore a man, you know, when a man gets sent off clean. Do you get me? And I'm like, you, you
2: you ignore a man if you he cost you the game, not if it's cost you your career, your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's just yeah. cost he, like United had like had a, a chance of getting back into like two one. And then that was it, it was gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was it, it was over. And it was so stupid, right? Anyone can make one bad tackle, whatever, get a red card. But you, you're on a yellow. You're trying to take someone out, someone on out of your box as an as a experienced defender. There's no excuse for that. And the poor touch and everything. It was just a shambles. And I think it yeah. kind of summed it up for Ollie. This is why it's gone wrong because we all love Dolly Gunnar Solskjaer for what he did as a player. I don't want to rewrite history, right? We've had some good results and some big results under Oli, and we finished third and we finished second, and you look like, I've said it on this podcast before, it looked like there was some progress, but this season, the wheels have come off massively, and I think big part of that is <laughs> he's just not been able to handle some of these, these egos. I want to see egos. I don't even mean like proper, like the Ronaldos and all that. I just mean players that probably getting a bit above the station or aren't performing at the levels they need to. I don't think he's been able to give them the hairdryer. You know, you see Harry Maguire sticking his head in his ears when he's playing for England. You see Luke Shaw, whose form's fallen off a cliff. It's just not on. You know, Liz, I, you, I don't want to get you started on Aron wan because we'll be here all day. But he's not, been <laughs> able to turn, he's not been able to get these players going. And, you know, a lot of the players that aren't performing are ones he's bought as well. And it's just sad, man. It was sad to see. And he's done an interview. We're recording this on a Sunday. He's just done an interview for MUTV where I think, he, you know, he was, I've not watched it yet, but I've seen people talking about it where he was crying and that. And listen, I'll always love Ollie. and, you know, he's a legend as a player. He just didn't quite have it as a manager. Not for the want to try him, but he just didn't... Yeah, but didn't have you know what?
1: The... Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, that that, uh, that interview, whatever, it sums it up in balling on TV and all that for Man United. Listen, yeah, this is Manchester United football club. Yeah, Let's just get straight to the nitty-gritty of this situation, yeah? Listen, yeah. he's got no authority, right? The team has no authority. His captain doesn't have no authority. So this this is this is all combusted, in it? Like, listen, I watched that match, yeah? I saw no intensity, I yeah. saw no patterns, I saw nothing, I saw no guy in the centre of the park, no creativity, no one wanted to take the ball, guys were hiding. Did you get everything you wanted from your team and, and, to, like, being the best team on that pitch? Watford had it and United didn't have it. Do you understand me? Tom Cleverley was bossing Tom the midfield. Thomas was bossing the midfield. Do you get me? Like you know Tom I mean, yeah. cleverly, like think about what's going on right here now. Do you understand? weeks I mean, ago, I said, listen: if all he wants to die on the Fred Hill, yeah, let him die on it. If yeah. he thinks that Tom and, a and Fred and them guys are good enough for Manchester United for three years, he sat in that dugout and watched these guys kick ball in front of him for ninety minutes, and he still thought that that was good enough. No, it's not. Do you understand? Ultimately, part of that has cost him his job. Do you understand? Me? It's fight ball. It's not football. Do you understand me? Like, and you got you got to ask yeah. yourself: you see Liverpool, you see City. You see Chelsea, you see what they do. Ben Foster, in that first half, of was like Edison. Do you get me? He was, yo, He was having a jolly up. He was spraying the ball, doing what he wanted. Do you understand me? Then, you, yeah. then as you said, Marty, Maguire dashing his armband and all that. But you know what? The truth of the matter is this Yeah, in football, there's different levels. And right now, Ollie was on key stage one. You know when you go to school and you've got the <laughs> curriculum? Do you understand me? Yeah. Ollie's on key yeah. stage one. Pep and Tuchel and Klopp and them, man. They're on key stage five. That's just the truth of the matter, isn't it? And at the end of the day, all, all United fans, listen. We had sentiment. We wanted him to do well. We did. We wanted him to do well because he means he means a lot to the club. But unfortunately, I don't. I don't know, bro. It just didn't work out. Listen. Ollie went to the shop, bought the ingredients, but he couldn't cook the meal. That's it. Do you get me? So, Mike, from a City point of view, like how 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 have you seen like the last the last the last couple of days? So
0: so it's interesting point. Just 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 before I go into that. Pep's got a masters by the way in, in the thing. Oh, so let's just get that. You, you, you gave him that was a tap
2: in that one. Yeah, it. Uh, you yeah, gave him that. This one. guy. Yeah, hey, uh, go on. Have an open oh, oh, goal. Oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> but check it, though. Know, so so I tuned it. I tuned into the Watford game, I did. Because every now and again, um, I like to just watch relegation candidates <laughs> in it. So you can pick up any bargains. Yeah. We picked something for that from Bournemouth. We picked something for from Baltimore.
1: Yo, this it. guy needs arresting, you know.
0: Nathan, hey, you
2: know I was dreading so, this, I'm not I, gonna lie to you. What's that? I was dreading this tonight with him. Here we go. Go on.
0: Yeah, I am just saying, it. So, I tuned, innit? So, a tune writing. And And to be honest with you, that little, the penalty scenario in the first couple of minutes, I was sat there, I thought of you two straight away and thought, here we go again. I bet them two are going to be absolutely ripping your hair out. Like, getting <laughs> absolutely tucked to the clears by bottom of the lead. I thought, I, I, yeah, I did, I did. I thought, they're going... I, I thought I th- I th- I th- actually I, th- I-, I I didn't feel sorry for you about I thought flipping. Do you know what? Yeah, this is telling. This like like I think someone mentioned it before. I can't remember if it was yourself, Kunda or yourself, Moy. Watford just looked like to have everything that United didn't have the energy, the desperation. They were they were they were desperate to win that football match in their first then first few minutes. Again, coming off the back of your few recent results. That 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 opening ten, fifteen minutes there for United was an absolute shocker, to be honest with you And at that point I thought Ollie's in trouble, me. I thought he's in trouble. Here, because I actually thought you're going to win it at half time. I did. I thought, yeah, you'll you'll turn this round. But the first half would have been telling anyway. But yeah, just watching that and just watching how Watford were just absolutely at it all over the pitch on the rush, just knowing who to put the pressure on. That that was calculated that pressure on Maguire. We've seen him do it before, so you get me. They've the, the watched the him get the ball, go to Maguire for press him. I, I know, as you say, he, he was turning like the Titanic in there and he, he just couldn't sort couldn't <laughs> his, his feet out and, and, and someone's nipped in there. And before you know it, it's a red card and he's walking down. And as like you say, I couldn't believe my eyes when a, your captain gets sent off and the team's in a desperate need and the manager's
1: high-fiving him off the pitch. I thought, <laughs> what is it? Called? Yo, it's just a big joke, in it? It's just a massive joke. But well, you know what, Motty, yeah? I was tired, you know. Listen, I played... Hey, I had Mike chugging around the badminton court the other night, you know. I was tired. But when I was watching that match, yeah, yo, I was tired watching United, you know. I was just as tired, bro. Do you get me? I'm just like, bro, what is this going on on my TV screen? What am I watching? Do you get me, bro? Right.
2: It's, you know what? It is tiring. Right. It is tiring. You, you're right. I tell you what, I, just aside from
0: that game, what, what is funny at the minute is this big PR machine that's in play to ensure that nothing... Like like you guys have done it, I get it. Because it's Vincent Courtney, I'd be the same. Like, yeah. There's a bit of a protection wheel happening around Ollie at the minute. It's completely at play. Like you say, the interviews for Sky less than twenty-four hours after he's been sacked, like he's on MCU TV, being invited back, and he's he's out there basically explaining, Listen, I tried my best, everyone, and it just isn't a serious from that it just doesn't seem like a serious appointment and a serious way to go about your business. Personally, I think it was time for calm yesterday. and The, the owners stood up, stuck, stuck tight, and hung
2: up.
1: Right <laughs> yeah. <on the> <laughs> nah, shut up, mate. You yeah, know that about you. stuck <laughs> tight, you know? Yeah, mate. Nah, hey,
2: you been saying that all, all, all season. You, we all know why. Now,
1: um, do you know what ultimately, it is? Ultimately, right? yeah, we have to. Go let's on, break. Go on. Go, on, go on, mate. No, no go on. I was on. just
2: gonna say, like you know, we like as fans, it, me and you were like saying, right, okay, love Ollie for what he did as a player. You know, he. he, he he tried, he tried as a manager. You could see sometimes what he's trying to do, but you can see a lot of times what he's trying to do it just didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, it didn't work, but it wasn't for the want of trying. It wasn't, I'll be first. honest with you, Jay. I
1: couldn't, um, I couldn't see what he was trying to do, you know.
2: All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, but I could a lot for a lot of, I don't want to just white right off his entire United Times manager over the last few months because, do you know, like he inherited a mess. Yeah, he did. We were under Jose, it had all gone completely wrong. There was that wonderful run we had where we won like 12 out of 14, you know, obviously the win in Paris and all that. Then the wheels came off. We were talking before Pundit, before we started recording, and this was the confusing thing for me with Ollie. Like, he came in as caretaker, and I actually think he did come in just as caretaker. I don't think the board or the, manage- or the owners looked at him as permanent. I think they just thought, we'll get him in, because, you know, it was a bit of a left-field appointment, wasn't it, Oli? And then it's like, yeah. we can steady this chip, and then we'll get in someone permanently. But we went on that run, and everyone got excited, and after Paris and everything, everyone's like, right, great. But then we lost two games... We lost back-to-back games for the first time under him. I think we lost at Wolves and we lost at the Emirates. So we got knocked out of the FA Cup and we got dropped out of top four in the league. He got us into the top four against all odds. And then they appointed him permanently. That was the weird thing because it was like, well, all it, right, it, think... Just, just done that, just done
0: that. Let's yeah. just go back one step, because you got to think, yeah. yeah. That caretaker appointment didn't smack of caretaker appointments. I mean, even though he got brought in on them rings, you've got to remember yeah. the way I got him from another club. So actually, yeah. you don't go out your way to pay another club for someone that you only want for a little bit of time. If you, there's not a there's not I, a little thought there that actually,
2: I I you know what, Mike, get Mike, so I, I get what you're saying, I, yeah, I I just, you saying. Yeah, I just I disagree. I, I think we, for starters, we got him. I think in the in the off season, won it all. Like when he was like he was free. I think it was like we could get him then, and then we had to pay him compensation to keep him, sort of thing. And also. I think if he hadn't have had that run, if he, I know it's, a, you know, lots of conjecture, but if he hadn't have had that like, run, I don't think he'd have been given the job permanently. I think he forced that. Yeah, but, what you're, do, that yeah, but what,
1: do you know what? Yeah, but what, what, what yeah. you're saying there, yeah, all roads lead to the board and this Man United yeah. board, yeah, make foolish decisions and they've made foolish decisions for a number of years now. So the, the yeah. when, when we move it forward to Oli getting the job and all of that now, the, 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 now, now that he's gone, the question we've got to ask ourselves or any United fan out there has got to ask yourself, bro, do you trust the board to make the correct decision again, because they've not made correct decisions. Do you understand me? So no. everybody's thought, oh, who should we get? We don't know this guy, that guy. No, nah, no, nah, this guy. Everyone's all over the place. The board seem all... they've had two weeks international break. Yeah, yeah. They we could have got talking... rid of volley. Well, I don't know We've what they're talking... doing in that break, bro. Go on, bro.
2: We were talking earlier you know, a few weeks ago, and I said to Max, you know, if Pep goes, are you, are you worried? And he was like, obviously, you know, you missed the, the you missed the manager of Pep, but the structure's in place at City, yeah, where. The successor will come in, and you're confident he'll carry on. And you think, all right, the proof's in the pudding because Mancini won a title, Pellegrini won a title, Pep won a the title. There's a structure there, and it works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, you're gonna get yeah. better managers. That Pep's, Pep's a better manager than, than Mancini, or whatever, and you, you know he's gonna elevate it somewhat. But there's a structure where it will work as long as you don't get in a complete idiot in. It'll work properly. But there's no structure at United. There's no structure because there's no coherent philosophy or idea for that club. Like David Moyes is as far removed from Jose Mourinho and Louis Van Gaal as you can get. Yeah, yeah, man. You had David Moyes, then you had Van Gaal who aren't the same. Then you have Mourinho who comes in and gets rid of me. You know, me and you were talking about this earlier, Pundit. You know, Moyes buys Fellaini and one matter. Uh, Mourinho comes in, he brings in the likes of Lukaku and Matic and Sanchez. You know, uh, sorry, Van Gaal comes in, sorry, and brings in. um, The likes of Schneiderlin and Schweinsteiger and Depay and Di Maria and all these lot. Mourinho comes in, gets rid of all them, brings in his own lot, Lukaku and Sanchez. Oli comes in, gets rid of Lukaku, gets rid of Sanchez, brings in his own people. Now you can have another manager doing that. You can't run a club like that. You can't do that. And it's easy to go. Go on, go on, mates. But I'm just going to say, do you know what? It's funny because
0: I get what you're saying and do you know what is interesting? But a lot of clubs do this. So this isn't a Man United thing. So I believe Carrick's been given the gig, in it. yeah. I find that interesting that you sat the guy that basically stood at the front of the dugout and yeah. then give the job to the guy stood at the back of the dugout, who pretty yeah. much unless they've got two different philosophies, yeah? Yeah. You basically saying we'll keep the same thing, but we just want someone else doing a team talk in essence, which is yeah. I just think I found that a bit of a strange one, really. Unless it's like with us. Because I know when we got rid of Mancini, Brian Kidd took charge for a couple of games. But for me, Brian Kidd wasn't part of Mancini's, how can I put it? circle, so, yeah. so so the chairman had brought him in separately as a coach just to be there as a, the club coach and, then he, and he was for a long while that guy that worked on the uh, Mancini
1: Pellegrini and Pep and like you say... Yeah, yeah do, you know, do you know what the thing is though, Mike? Michael Carrick, yeah, he, he, he was there under Jose, innit? So he was there with McKenna under Jose and Jose brought through McKenna, so McC- Carrick's kind of been there for a number of years now, innit? We've been in the club type of thing, so maybe, and obviously I know Michael Carrick, you get me? You listen, Carrick's a good guy, you get me I spoke to him about football a good number of times. You know what I mean? He's got his own ideas. Isn't he he's another nice guy? But the truth of the matter is, yeah, he's got no experience. He's a novice. And he's been thrown in yeah. in, in terms of managing. Do you know what I mean? And he's gonna be thrown in into the deeper now. I get it, like United are probably thinking, do you know what? You just tie us over until we get the proper interim manager. Because let's 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 just keep it real. United played <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, they've got another... That is just crazy. That it is you
2: know what, yeah. Mike's you're right. Me, me and pundit were talking just before we start recording, and it was like it is crazy that now we've got a caretaker who's looking after the job till we find the interim, until so, he's going to have the job until we get the permanent manager. And that isn't me, me speculating. That is literally what the club. Yeah, it's have announced. madness,
1: isn't it? <laughs> That's like yeah. they've said.
2: Yeah, like he's going to be the interim manager for the forthcoming games, and you know what the madness is as well. You, you touched on it before, Pundit. We had this international break, right? We've come back from this international break where we went on holiday. Yeah, everyone had a break. If you're not going and playing for your country, you can have an holiday. We've come back. We've lost. Now, we're, we're trying to... We've got a, a manager who's come in and has got to do like his caretaker job ahead of a, a Champions League game, which, if we lose, we could end up going out of the Champions League. That group is yeah. so tight. If we lose to out there's every chance we go out into the Europa. Do you know what I mean? What is
1: well but that, well, that's the thing, the board of the board are making stupid decisions because remember a couple of weeks ago, Mother, and you were saying, Oh, do you know what she would just keep and said, Do you know what there's no point? We might as well just get rid of him from now, in it, because what's gonna happen is yeah. the fixtures are gonna pile up. So for example, what is it a 48 hour turnover between Watford and the Villarreal game? So if they were gonna get an interim, they'd have they would have had to have done it in 24 hours anyway. So that's probably why yeah. they probably said to Carrot, listen, you just tie us over until we can get the proper interim guy in it. It's all a mess, in it, because I should have done this yeah. weeks ago from that Liverpool fight, but oh, you got smacked up. At Old, at Old Trafford, yeah. to Liverpool, you should have been gone, innit? But you, 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 this is you the have, Manchester United you, board that win it.
2: You know yourself, right? You both know. If you're in the ground, right, and you've got the fans, the fans in the stadium have had enough for the manager, he's done. Like, they're the ones, they're the fans that will, especially the United legend or, you know, City legend whatever. Like, when you lose those, when you lose the hardcore sort of fans, that's when you've lost it. And, you know, all the fans I was talking to after the Liverpool game... You know, we're like, he's got to go. You've got City fans singing his name. You've got Liverpool fans singing his name. Do you know what I mean? Like, your stupidness, like Watford fans and Leeds fans, I don't know what they're getting excited for. We battered them. But Leeds fans singing Ollie's at the wheel and like, it's it's cringe. It's embarrassing. Listen, you know what I mean? they then, were
1: singing Ollie at the wheel at Anfield, mate. Arsenal and United fans on. don't take come liberties. On. That's what they were doing. They're singing Oli at the wheel. United have been become a joke in it because of this guy in it. And I remember Oli at the start, he was saying, I'm going to be successful, hear me? I'm going to be successful. Yeah. Now, listen, you got to give him the props for, the, for thinking that and having his belief. But on the football pitch, talking the talk, yeah, is completely different yeah. from putting your talk into action on the football pitch, isn't it? Uh, and yeah. he was on his last lap anyway, and it is what it is. But I, I, I agree so, with you, though, Motty, yeah? Go on, Mikes. Now, I want get into that. So,
0: obviously, now that he's gone and that, you get me, he's, he's he's had his two and a half years and what. I do want to get into that because I hear United fans say a lot, yeah, that um, at least he came back in and he, he done was it a weird good job? I can't remember what it was yet, yeah. but yeah. I've heard many United fans over the last not two weeks, two months over the last two years turn around to me and say they don't know what style this guy's playing, they just don't know what's going on. Though, granted, they've had some performances, let me this one out, they've had a couple of good wins, but let's be honest. Those wins have been inflated feel-good factors because of ha- how low the team morale is. Basically, those wins really? that you named there, the couple of wins that they had, they had, the PSG, you basically just got hammered for 90 minutes and got on the break and gone, gone up your have and got away on the break. <laughs> now, now, on a real note, that isn't big club mentality, which you guys always claim to be in it. Let's just be honest, your best results over the last few years haven't been United going and taking a, a game to a side. in But, but yeah. a lot of fans are giving Oli props for that type of approach. But Hammond, Mourinho before that for that type of approach. And I get it, does that we need to, he's a legend. And I think United were hung on the dream of wanting this guy to be the answer. But if we actually look back yeah. in that, no philosophy, no style. Most of his big wins were on a counter-attack. Was it a good tenure? Didn't win a trophy, so Mourinho and Van Gaal have got that up on him straight away. So what? Don't give me all this feel-good and nonsense.
2: Everyone's feel no, you know what you know what right? There's, there's there's two there's two different sides to that. There's 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 this okay. style, there's the side you spoke about there of style and a lack of a style and, and and all that sort of stuff. And it's and and then there's the feel-good thing and the, the feel-good thing, right? And I'll I'll be honest with you as a Manchester United fan, like just supporting United over these last sort of two and a half years, I've probably had more enjoyment. Than I have had under the previous managers. Might not have won trophies, but we've had games, we've had results so, where have listen, had, we've had go on.
0: you tell me one yeah. game you enjoyed under Oli, that you enjoyed more than your UEFA Cup win
2: under Mourinho and your FA Cup final win under Van Gaal. Like th- th- there's been moments, no, do you know mean, what I mean? That, no, that, no, 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 because you're picking out, right? I'll, I'll tell you that. The, the obviously the Europa I've always said the Europa League final is my best night as a red, yeah? Better than anything. Now, that's the emotional side of thing after what went on at the arena and everything. I was in Stockholm. It was different graver. The FA Cup win, the final win, fantastic. Yeah, great. I was there. Wonderful. But that season, those two seasons were awful. Football-wise, like, we scraped through that Europa League game. It was the guy that used to play for you lot. In uh, the semi-final, forget his oh, name. Gendetti, Gendetti is it? About. Yeah, eh? one of the worst games of football I've ever sat through in my you life. All Miss, yeah, he misses an open net in the last minute. Louis Van Gaal, right? I Gidetti. did not see a John Gendetti. That's what he's. Called. Thank you, Gendetti. Right, I did not. So saw- let's put it in context. Jose decided to focus on the Europa League in January. In January, he went. Forget the league. we're done in that. We're going to go in the open now. Props to him. We did it. We got to the Champions League via Europa, but I was watching awful football. I mean, awful football week in, week out at, at, in the league. We were getting beat off Hull and Swansea and all so, this rubbishness.
1: So, Marty, the question yeah. then is would yeah. you have rather not won those finals and had Oli in charge? No, I've, mate, it's,
2: I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I'd rather have been trophyless and won Oli and, and, and had Oli as the manager. What I'm so, so therefore, I've so, had so more, let's, let's, let's go all, all the crap. The, the, the bigger, so let's no, the bigger, all the crap, bro. To, to, yeah. To my, to my Basically, question,
1: you yeah. want to win trophies, innit? You want to win yeah, trophies. Yeah. That's what the whole the game's best, about, innit? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the say, day... Go on,
2: no. Yeah, so at I'm the used end of the
1: day, Jose's had the most successful... Jose's the most successful manager since Fergie, regardless of how the football was, he's the most successful Manchester United manager. I were a big fan of Jose's football, but I can't sit here and say, Listen, our museum's got bigger because of Jose. Only hasn't added to the museum. United is Manchester I'm not United that. What? I'm not not because that. you're talking not... about
2: the feel good factor. Like I've said I've enjoyed it more. Yeah, but over those we're not Manchester like, United those feel good, good FC. We're we're Manchester not, United. Not, not, yeah, but that's that's why I said it's two parts to it. That's to the feel good yeah. part. That that specific point about how you why we feel good. Watching the football over those two and a half years has not been perfect, of course it's not, but it's been better. Yeah week we got than it was under the Jose. the Jose, bro, it was awful. It was awful for long parts of it under Van Gaal. I didn't see a goal down my end of the ground for three and a half months. We didn't beat anyone by more than three goals for about two years. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying <laughs> I would I would swap trophies or I'd swap uh, Ole for the, the yeah. But yeah, but you know do what, my yeah, yeah, I mean, overall over those that period, it was more enjoyable, than it's been under previous managers in terms of the football I was watching.
1: With now you. I feel you I hear you, bro. Now I hear you, I feel you, but what I'm trying to say is that's got a a time limit. Arsene Wenger, yeah, Yeah. Arsene Wenger was giving Arsenal fans nice football, but he didn't win the league, so they got sick of it. it, it, Pocatino was at Spurs. Pochettino was at Spurs for five years, half a decade, didn't bring him a trophy. Was giving them decent football. They got sick of it. So United have got to ask themselves what they They are. They don't know what they are in it. That
2: that probably ran out. If we're being honest, against Villarreal, didn't it? That was last chance saloon, really. Yeah. So win the win the win the That's when it runs out. But like in terms of like when Mike's saying, you know, where's his feel-good factor coming from, and why is he why he saying that? It's just because it's easy to dismiss on it. It is. But there's a lot of games there where we did play well, or we did score a lot of goals, and there was a bit more of a buzz about the gaff. Do you know what I mean? And yes, we 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 did smash and grab it against City, but listen, I would rather (laughs) smash and grab it against City than some of the results we had against City on the Jose and Van Gaal, especially on the. Yes, Jay. Get it off your chest, Jay. Let it all out.
1: <laughs> it, it get it off your brilliant. chest, bro. Get emotional this about it. It's right. It's right, but you know, so sort of, like,
2: oh yeah. When's well, the parade for winning the derby and all that? I understand it. <laughs> I used to say this to City fans back in the day. Trust me on that <laughs> one. I was always saying that sort of stuff. But, that's but you know what? That sort of feeling of, of the feel-good factor coming back. It just didn't come back enough to. Yeah. Do you know what the no where winning things?
1: Yeah. Do you know what we'll say? I, what I do agree with you is I won't have anybody telling me Oli did nothing. I can't have that. And the reason why I'm saying, uh, the reason why I won't have that Oli doesn't do nothing is because, yeah, do you know what? Every man United fan, I'm talking to every single one of you out there. When Sancho came through that door, when Rafael Varane came through that door, when Cristiano Ronaldo came through that door, yet yeah, in August, yet yeah, before the season started, or just as the season started, everybody was gassed. Everybody was happy. Everybody thought this is the season that United are going to challenge for the title. If I'm lying, Come off the stream. Stop listening because you damn well know I'm not, not lying. You get me. You was happy. Everybody was happy. Yeah. So uh, let's see it from we, that point onwards. With... Can we just
0: clarify that and say United fans just put that in brackets next time, <laughs> The words you sat there like, but yeah, I get Do what you not think? Yeah, yeah. you no,
2: know, yeah. Honestly, honestly, Mikes, Honestly, Mikes, I think you know. No, you. You know, your record on this podcast speaks for itself, and you've been pretty. You know, you was pretty level headed by it, but. There was a lot of fans that looked at that when we bought those players and were like, not just United going, OK, United are going to do bits this season now. like
0: Yeah, no, I was going, it, yeah. it weren't the side, I think I said it, it weren't the side of those players. The fact that those players would be added to more experience, um, yeah. I thought you'd be closer than you were. But I always said that, I meant, I think I said it on this pod, I always said... Now, that. you
2: said that if anyone's going to drop out of the top four, it'll be United.
0: Yeah, and that was down to your gaffer, really. And he's gone yeah. now, so maybe... I Like you say... I don't know how many points you are off, is it West Ham that are in fourth? I don't think you're that far off. So it's not that's not a done deal. That's still on, really.
1: Um, but yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say, bro. Mike, you know what? Yeah, the season, in a way, is still alive. Listen, right? The main challenges we all know are Liverpool, Chelsea, and City. That's that's that everybody knows that they're the main challenges for the title. But listen, two of them are not gonna win the Premier League title. So that means two of them are basically in the same position as Manchester United, wanting to make sure they're in the top four challenging for the Champions League and trying to win the FA Cup. Do you understand? So the season for United isn't over. and Obviously, they're not going to win the can Premier I ask you League. This unless
2: then, Pundit. Pundit, go on. can I ask you this? Can you see anyone? And you don't have to name them, but could you yeah. see someone coming in and doing something <laughs> like what Tuchel did at Chelsea with his, with his squad?
1: Yeah. Because, but did you know what, right? It's a, it's a good question because Remember when Di Matteo took over Chelsea as well? Chelsea were about fifth and sixth, and he won, won the Champions League. Nobody expected Di Matteo to come and do that. Football's a crazy game, isn't it? Anything can happen. Yeah. So who knows? We might be sat here in March or wherever, United in the quarterfinals, semi finals of the Champions League. It's a knockout competition. Anything can happen. Yeah. Nobody expected Oli to go to Paris and beat PSG that night. It happens. <laughs> so, what it, it. so what I'm trying to say is. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that. The season's still relatively early. I don't think United are going to win the Premier League. I don't think anyone thinks that's no. going to happen. But that isn't the only competition that United are still left in. They've got good players. Manchester United have got good players. And if they didn't have good players, all United fans wouldn't have been singing in August, right, we're going to challenge for the league. They would have thought now. We've got no we've got no chance. So it's going to take a manager to come in, yeah, gather this squad together, get a structure, get some sort of belief, get the confidence going, and then go forth with it. You get me, Ollie. Yeah, Oli did some good things, but the good things that he done a key stage, like I said before, a key stage one things. You get me? He brought yeah. a feel good factor. Key stage one. Do you understand me? He brought a youth player. Key stage one. He gave us May- May- Mason Greenwood. We got like United fans will thank him for that in years to come. Do you understand me? Because we were able to yeah. see a young talent come through, and now everybody calls him a star boy. Says a wonderful talent. He's going to be world class. That's this and that. Do you understand me? Rashford and Martial had good seasons under Oli last year, and that. do you know what I'm saying? So. This thing's there uh, in it, but at the end of the day, it's, that here it's is gone. like you're gone. saying. Oh,
2: it's like it's like you're saying. Oh, if, to use your analogy, you know, if this is a, you know, if he's on key yeah. stage one, this school's in special measures because someone has, <laughs> <Yeah. to> put, <laughs> has. Do you know what I mean? Because it's rotten. Yeah, it's like it's it's all over the gaff. There's, there's no structure. There's no yeah. plan. People don't know what they're doing, and it's like you know part of the problem now. I think with with us attracting a manager and listen, you know. I get it. I will take the L, yeah. I get City and Liverpool fans and Mike's having these laughing at us and I get it. It's it's comical. But when push comes to shove, this is still one of the biggest clubs in the world. right? Like. This is still one of the best support clubs in the world and yet we are struggling to, to really sell ourselves to managers, to get managers because they're looking at it going, why would you go there? Why would you go you to know that what? club? With the with you know the structure that's in place there, and the, the owners that you've got, and the madness that goes on there, why would you put yourself through that? We are actually struggling to to get the attract the, the, the zidans and all that. And it's not just about coming to Manchester. Do you know what I mean? Guardiola went to, to Manchester to manage City. It's not just about that. You can but get some managers to come there, to City. Point. Come just to the City, sorry. Point. Go on.
0: Just on that point there, like you've just banged on there big club punching your chest and all the rest yeah, of we are now, uh, come on. but, but what, what, what is interesting is that yeah. the last manager that you went and actually took a manager from I think was David Moyes wasn't it like took took from an actual club in work whereas well, I thought hmm. back about him, like you say if you look at what Real Madrid do like, we want him we know where we sit in this ranking we're going to take him now do you not think and before I even ask that question like I say I'll go back to ourselves we took Pellegrini off Maligor, wherever it went. we were. We took, we took Pep off by a minute. People go, oh, no, 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 we did. But let's be honest, he was still in work and he announced he was leaving that job to go to Man City. So actually, we did. So clubs acting like big clubs are going out there and identifying their targets and I've got belief that actually we can go and take a manager off another club. Obviously, it's not always going to happen, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. You're right, Mike.
0: So the question so that I'm asking is, do you think
2: you could go and take a manager off a club right now. Bro, you've just interrupted me when I'm saying... you know what? We can't even get, we can't even get Zidane, who hasn't got a club. So, no, we don't. We can't even... Zidane's not even got a we club. We're struggling, we're struggling to yeah. convince him to come.
1: Yeah, so, but we should know, be able to... Look at, look at Aston not Villa. Really. Look, look at Aston Villa. He just... Gerard was was having a whale of a time in Scotland. They've just gone up there yeah. and took him from Rangers, yeah, and brought him to, to Birmingham. Do you understand me, There's Man United claim to be this big, big... Club and this and that, this and that, yeah. How can you not? Eric Ten Hag, I act, yeah, or whoever it is, United, the link with. They should be having sleepless nights thinking, bloody yell if these man come in for me, I'm going to have to leave, leave, leave my agree. seat." Well, as Motty he said, you know what? I, I agree. Do you understand me? I man? agree. We
2: should. I said that the other day on the Pocket. I, I said, why can't we go in there and get Ten Hag? Why can't we go in there and say, "Yeah, here's the money, whatever it takes, compensation wise, age wage, get him over here." And I think this is the problem. This is what I'm talking about. It's the structure at United now. People look at it and they go, "It's a shambles." He going in yeah, there yeah. when you know when Pep went to City. He knew what he was getting. He knew he was getting a club that had already got more or less got players lined up for him. We'll bring in the boy and we'll bring in Sterling because we know we got you coming. You got. We're gonna mm. have the the funds. You're gonna have the the, the guy that you biggest that you can work with. There's a structure there. When when Liverpool went for Klopp, there's a structure there. When, when you know it's when you're going for these managers, it's not just the, the club he's selling to them in terms of the, the, the sort of the stature and all that, it's also the setup and how it's gonna work, and that's what a manager wants to know. If you're looking at United and you're Eric Temps and Ajax and every and you're gonna go, Okay, so who's gonna sign off my transfers? Joel Glazer, what uh, who's gonna who's gonna appoint my backroom staff? Uh, Richard Arnold, what? Who the fuck are these people? Bankers. Bankers and what? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, don't worry. Yeah. We're going to buy players for you. Oh, who's going to decide who the players are? Uh, Ed Woodward. What? Yeah.
1: No, forget, nah, here you are. Do you know what? Yeah.
2: To that. That's a mess. Yeah.
1: Nah, here you are. It is. And do you know what? It's about,
2: like, it has to change before, because otherwise, right, hopefully this podcast will go on for years and years. We will be sat here in two and a half years time or whatever, talking about how Brendan Rodgers has been sacked and a please God, you know, I hope this is not the case, but Brendan Rogers has been stacked and, uh, you know, something needs to change at Manchester United or we're going to go another five or 10 years without, or 15 years whatever without winning the title because until we change the structure, we're not going to do it. You know, we had Van Gaal as a, a successful manager in the past. He'd won titles and trophies everywhere he won and yes, he won the FA Cup but he was a million miles away from a title challenge. Jose Mourinho, Goes on about finishing second was his biggest achievement. We were nineteen points off first. We were miles away
1: from a title challenge.
2: Now these are successful managers historically. Yeah, why did they fail? You, why did they fail? because of the structure.
1: Listen, the foundation, the foundations of the house are weakening. And if you don't sort yeah. out the foundation, the house is never going to get built. And let me tell you something: it won't be no mean feat, you know, for United to go thirty years without a title. You we're already, at, we're more you, or less at t- t- ten already. I'll
2: tell you now. I, I was, I'm old enough, yeah, to to remember in ninety three. When we won the title, yeah. When Olden beat Aston Villa, Nick Henry scored the goal, and that gave us the title win, yeah. And I was watching it with my my dad's and his friends, and my dad and his friends right? Like, these are hardened men, like yeah, football eugens yeah. and all that. They were cra- they were in tears because they'd not seen us win a title for 26 years, and I was like, yeah, on. man. And now, yeah, man. So it could happen to us again. Some of the kids, what's some of the kids so- now, so-
1: yeah. Some of the kids are going to be voting. Hey, some of the kids are going to be voting before this United win a title again. <laughs> Do you get? But that's how it's going to go. Go on, Mike. No, no, I was
0: going to ask them. Obviously, following, obviously, we we'll just talk about the structure and stuff like that. So it be interesting to hear you guys' thoughts on who should be the caretaker manager. <laughs> and
2: then, and He's then, loving then, this, isn't he? And
0: then the permanent. No,
2: it's an interesting. I don't blame you, Mike. I don't blame you. Do you know what someone said to me the other day, right? Someone said, This is the Gary Cook era of Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I'll be real with you, Mike, yeah. All I want, yeah. I've looked at the pattern of Premier League winners and every single Premier League manager winner had won something significant in a top league or a top country before they came to the Premier League, whether that's Mancini, whether that's Wenger, whether that's Angelotti, whether that's um, Mancini, whether that's Conte, whether that's Pep Guardiola. All the Premier League managers had won something like before before, the, before they came to the Prem and won the Prem. So I just want a winner. Like I said, I wanted to, to we didn't get him. I want Lewis Enrique. I wouldn't I won't mind him. Ten Hag, he's a decent coach. He's one that I'd have to watch, keep my eye on Rogers, another one, decent coach. Zidane, he's a proven winner. So there's guys out there in it. But it's just getting the right one in it for Manchester United. The flop with Conte. Conte Who's the caretaker there? Sorry.
2: Don't, don't confuse well, like moment with complicated questions like who's managing Manchester United at the minute. You <laughs> <laughs> can't expect a to answer to that one. We are geniuses.
1: <laughs> well, listen, 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 listen. People, right... It's been a, listen, it's been a mad weekend, is it? Obviously, this Oli out thing's been going on. It's finally happened. So obviously, over the next few days and weeks, we're going to see what happens in it in regards to the interim manager. And we're going to see whether Carrick, Fletcher, whoever it is, whoever the cleaner, whoever United decided is going to take the team, during the understand I and mean, see what happens. But let's flick over to the blue side of things right about now, because listen, Mike, City just keep winning, in it? Like, the machine keeps rolling on i seen them dust Everton, what, 3-0. It was a nice performance, cruise control. And listen, like I said on Twitter, one of the most pleasing things was to see some of the academy kids. Cole Palmer made his start. Foden was out there. McAtee got on. Talk to me, bro. Talk to the people. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, like you
0: said, it was a, a major performance. Anytime Everton thought they could get a bit up, up and that us and that, we just we just managed it perfectly, didn't we? We, we had Roderick mopping up in the centre of the park there. Um, Laporte came back in yeah. next to Stones, looking solid. And to be fair, again, every time we watch Cancelo, he does something new, and you just say that that's what you want from your fallback in the final third and stuff. Yo, the
1: man said, man does something new. You know,
0: go on. <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. that. Cancelo is a, a baller. I think we all have to agree when you when you look at the fullbacks at, across Manchester, Cancelo just up.
2: Above <laughs> the, the rest, see so cool. across Manchester like like, we, I like he's gonna no, get an no, argument on
1: this podcast with that one. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm gonna win it. <laughs> nah, just... Hey, listen, mate. What Saka was your guy two weeks ago. What happened, bro? Listen, even
2: listen, I'll defend someone. I'm not about to start going down the wan Saka over Cancelo argument. Come on, mate.
0: On a serious note, the most but the most thingy for me is that Chelsea are starting to get in a groove in it. So this game was, for me, important just to not let Chelsea get too start skipping away because, you know, sometimes when that gap opens up and that and you just sit, yeah, towards the end of season you want to be closing in around it. So I'm just more, I'm just happy that we've gone back into second um, with a nice, solid performance. Everything on up and down side, anyway, so I wasn't, it depends on what everything you get, really. They're still, they're still for me, transitioning, but yeah, Cole Palmer, as you said, came in there and they looked, I thought he had a great game to be fair, Um he done one or two
1: things, yo. We did look out like, of place, bro.
0: Not one little bit in, yeah. He probably should have bagged, and to be fair, McAtee should have bagged probably as well. Um, but yeah, nah, I can't, absolutely no complaints to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, yeah, what, you know, what, what did you make of
1: finger? finger? Yeah, what, what, what did you make of him? Raheem Sterling, he got his goals vital for him. I've seen him fumble that chance as well, but like, I, I think, I, I think the goal. Like obviously he's not been he's not been playing well. He's been on the bench a lot of the time. Like do you think do you think he'll be thinking? right, got a stake for got a claim for a stake for a place against PSG. or do you reckon he's going to be on the bench again. Yeah, um,
0: but he's got he's, he's 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 He said he scored didn't he? And he's made he's made a, a claim. I actually thought he played quite well actually. He was giving Dino quite a bit of a run around. I like the fact that he was going on the outside and taking him to the byline again. Just 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 try to make things happen in it. And that's what that's what. Yeah. I back to yesterday. Just to quickly put back to United. I will give Sancho his dues yesterday, he was trying to make things happen, he was trying to make things happen, yeah. that's what Sterling was doing, that's what Sterling was doing against Everton, so, and that's what I want, if your player's not on form, as long as they try trying, try to make things happen, be popping up in the right areas, I don't mind, it's all the hands on hips and pointing left and pointing right, and why didn't you play to feet, everything that he should have done, the guy's done something else, it's the other guy's thought hate all at me. so, yeah, yeah. Like, no so I'm glad Sterling got on the score sheet and we'll see them to get back in the groove with that, but... Competition for places and the youth guys now are starting to put pressure on on the first teamers for those for those shirts as well. So it's a, like I say, no complaints. Big game against PSG in a week there.
1: Um, so yeah, just just um. long. No, do you know what? Really. Obviously, obviously they yeah, man, and obviously the youths coming through, like we said, Holden, big up Stockport, Palmer, big up Wibben, Shore and McAtee, big up Salford. You get me? Like these are pr- Manchester greater Manchester kids. You get me? So proud, Man So I believe City should be proud of themselves because sometimes you can, you, you like, you do have kids coming through, and do you know what I mean? Like they get a game here and there, and you think, nah, there's nothing in it. But these three look like they've got something about them in it. Like I don't know what it is, but you, but sometimes you see kids and you think, yeah. My man's got so For Cole palmer. You can see it straight away. He's a bit, he's a bit gangly, but he's got nice feet. You get me? He's got a nice poise about him. And the way he plays the game, bro, you can tell he's been obviously, he's been training with the first team. Do you know what I mean? So he's been, he's got used to the way, how can I put it? The rhythm. He's got used to the rhythm of the way City plays. So when they're coming to the first team, they don't look out of place. You get me. I tell you, he was in cruise control, though. Rodri, we spoke about yeah. Rodri the other day. Well, the other week, sorry. And boy, boy, Mike's talked to me.
0: Yeah, he's just looking apart game by game. But just before I talk about Rodri, back to your point about um, the youths coming into the first team and, and looking apart as well. Because obviously you guys about yeah, I tell you what, do you think it's it's a question really? Like because I want to be honest with you, why right. we call power? I think it looks quality, it looks class. But we've had youth team players in the past, which I thought have looked more technically gifted, Manu Garcia team, but a few, and they've never quite yeah. really agreed. Do you guys? Coming through in a youth team all depends on when you land at that first team door kind of thing. Or do you reckon talent will get you there anyway? It's an, it's an interesting one. Like Would Gary Neville have made it under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer?
2: It's a, it's a great question, that. Do you know what? Because... No, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, Mike, yeah? And I'm not just saying this, but I'm the last person on, on the planet you want to ask this question to, right? Because I have literally stood there and told people next to me that Kiko Makeda is going to be a United legend. Trust me on this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said Terry Cook Terry Cook will be the winger in this club for the next 10 years my, my words right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I picked Simon Davis. Out nah, I'll tell you the like, truth Mike he's my... being the one that's going to go forward so yeah, it's a good point yeah. because I think a lot of it is yeah. and I think this is what now what you can afford to do you can afford to I mean you can't just pl- play anyone you know what I mean yeah. these kids have got to be very talented but you can afford to give a, an opportunity to a, a, a good youngster because you've got the quality around him do you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. not desperate. It's not like a, ro- a roll of the dice by the manager who's under the cosh. It's listen, let's bring in this lad, let's see what it's about. Fergie used to do it right all the time. People forget people remember the Beckhams and the Giggses and the Nevilles, but they don't remember the, you know, like the the Caspers the or the Thornleys or the the, the you know the Davises Technic. or the what yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ones the ones that didn't quite make the grade, but you know, got a few game times because he used to give quite a lot of players a game time. And just see, you know, who's up for it, who's got the personality. A lot of the time it comes down to that personality, being mm, in that change room yeah. and not like shirking and going, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe I'm sat next to, you know, uh, Gabriel Jesus, or whatever. You know what I mean? You have to have that bit about you where you're like, I belong here. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a lot of it. I think it, it does matter. Now, you know it what, Mike, yeah. Alongside, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's also about whether you've got that personality, not just the talent. Because a lot of these kids have got similar levels of talent. Some of them have got that belief and that personality that'll get them on uh, the line, where others haven't quite got that.
1: You know what it comes down to, yeah, and real talk, it comes down to timing. Everything is timing in it, like in football, and and that's what it is. So, for example, now if City had bought David Silver last summer, yeah, Foden might not be getting as many chances as he is now, just simply because of timing. It not because he's a good, not because he's a bad player, just because of timing in it. Do you know what I'm saying? So. It is what it is, and that's how football works. It? I like, uh, even at United, An- An- Angel Gomez and Taif Chong and all these guys, they might be good players, but because they're not, the timing's not correct because of who's ahead of him, they're not going to get the chance to shine, in it? So, look, look at Rashford, when he came into the team. That was about timing, unfortunately, for Marte, he got injured, and he, he got his chance, and, before, and, and, and he's never looked back.
2: A, so for- A great point, a great point, Pundit, because, you know, like Will Keane come back into the United squad, got injured just before Rashford's debut. Popped his knee, I think it was, or his I can't remember his Crucial shot, whatever he did against, was it Preston? Then, like you yeah. say, Marshall in the warm up against Montegiuland gets gets injured, and then Marcus Rashford grabbed his his chance, but it was like it's a great point, it is it? It's about timing, and I think one thing that Pep's got now, is he's got that luxury of of being able to sort of help with that because you're not just throwing kids yeah. in willy nilly, do you know what I mean? Like you can do it, like okay, here's yeah. a game where. I've got a strong team against a team that's not that great, and I've got a kid here who's banging him in at academy level or whatever. He can have a chance, but yeah, no timing's a big element.
1: Of yeah, it. I always, I always, I always use a cake as an example, right? Not like City's you see teams food like a an <laughs> 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 I've got a cake up in mind, but listen, it's like Pet's—he's baked a big cake, and on that cake, he's got loads of nice cherries, and then someone comes along and says, "Yeah, Pet, I've got a nice little cherry here." He's young, he, he's very, he, he's all right. Do you know what I mean? Throw him in, give him a chance. When when Pep puts that new cherry onto his nice big cake that's already got nice cherries on, you're not even going to notice this cherry because the cherries are on there are already perfect. Do you get where I'm coming from? So it's one of them, like, 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 said Motty like when a manager's got that opportunity to give a youngster a chance to shine, if he's got good players around him that can help him and say, yeah, cover your left go this way, go that way, experience. When Ronaldo come to United, he had experience, gigs and skulls and keen and whatever. So for Foden, looking at De Bruyne and, 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 and Jesus and Mahrez and all these kind of guys that are in that team. Do you understand me? It's brilliant, Fernandinho and them man-mikes. So do you know what I'm saying? Like It's brilliant for the minute. Like And obviously McAtee and, and Palmer out there, the academy's bearing fruit. A lot of people laughed and said, nah, City have spent all this dough. There's no way they're going to give chances to kids and all that. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I'm, I might be a red, but I saw three greater Manchester, Manchester Utes on that football pitch at the Etihad against Everton. And to be quite honest with you, City are well within the rights to be very flipping proud about it. Do you understand me? So, it is what it is. And obviously, I'll ask you a question, Mike. PSG obviously coming up on Wednesday. De Bruyne has got COVID, so he's not going to be taking part. What's your front free for PSG to take on Neymar and Messi and them, man? The front free. Yeah. Yeah. It's front three. I'll
0: probably go uh, Foden, Jesus,
1: and... Look at this guy. Guy's got bare options, you know. Bare yeah, yeah. options but about probably, Jesus and...
0: It'll probably be Marez Yeah, it'll probably be Marez Jesus, and Foden, to be honest with you. So yeah, I probably yeah, would do I probably Sterling would probably miss out if I'm being honest. But if yeah, I think he would. But if KDB's not around, no, he's not around for that game either. So i probably actually I might start folding deeper and bringing Sterling. Um,
1: right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See now, well, obviously it's a big week in it, like coming up for both clubs: United, Villarreal, City, PSG, Champions League business. You know what I mean? And obviously the Premier League's back in action again next week, straight away. I don't think there's an international break now, in it. Until March or something mud like that. So it's just gonna be Premier League Champions League things, you know what I'm saying? So next week's a massive week, anyway. In in in, in the Prem United have got Chelsea, City have got West Ham in it. So it's all it's all goal this week, lads. You know what I'm saying? But listen, yeah, it was Ollie out, City is still doing their thing, and as we said in it, football moves very quick around there. So by the time we do a next next week, pod something else probably have gone, <laughs> would have gone down on the red side of Manchester, do you know what I'm saying? But listen, once again. You know where we're at, in it? It's three points in the gaff. And you can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, Spreaker. Do you know what I'm saying? You know the drill, as I always say. Tell your friends, do you know what I'm saying? And share this thing because we're here. Do you know what I mean? So from me, Kundit J, Big City fan Mike's, Big United fan Motte. Until next time, people. Yeah, take care. Yeah, we're gone.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.